Welcome to the Pacey Performance Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with strength and conditioning coach and owner of Smarter Team Training, Rob Taylor. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 26 of the Pacey Performance Podcast. Really, really excited today to get um, a guest on from Baltimore in Maryland in Rob Taylor. So Rob Taylor is the owner of SmarterTeamTraining.com, so I'd encourage you to check that out. There's got loads of decent stuff on there. Rob's background, as he says in the episode, has come from loads of different sports. Um, in particular, something that's interesting me at the moment is his involvement with, or prior involvement with, Australian women's lacrosse. Rob won the Women's Lacrosse World Cup uh, back in the mid-2000s with the Australian team. He's also been involved with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Tampa Bay Mutiny, and the Anaheim Angels. So he's got a really um, vast experience in different sports. So in this episode, we discuss uh, smarter team training philosophy. We discuss how to incorporate speed training uh, with team sport athletes. Again, something that uh, seems to come up in every, uh, every episode, but technology. So Rob's go-to piece of technology. Um, we also discuss how to maximize the transfer of training to actual performance on the pitch and keep coming back to team sport athletes with regards to that. And we touch on working with um, younger athletes and how to keep them accountable for the things that they're doing outside of the gym in the 22, 23 hours that, that Rob's not seen um, uh, at his facility in Baltimore. Just very quickly before we get onto the interview with Rob, I just wanted to make you aware of a really, really cool event that's coming up uh, on the 25th to 29th of March. And it's called the Meeting of the Minds. It's the online conference from Strength and Conditioning Education uh, over here in the UK. Basically, you get a login to webinars that are, that are live throughout the week uh, from the 20, 25th to 29th of March. And there's guys coming up from all over the world uh, and will speak uh, on your computer in front of you, sat in your own home. So there's tons of great guys on. Uh, it's been going for a couple of years now. Um, so there's Mike Boyle. There's Nick Winkleman, there's Ron McKeefrey, who's been on the show. There is David Joyce, who's been on the show. There's Mladen Ivanovic, who's been on the show. There's Ben Rosenblatt, there's Alan Ruddock, there's James Clear. So there's tons of great people um, that you can listen to uh, in your own home. So I've put a link on paceyperformance.co.uk so you can, um, you can click on that and you can get all the information uh, from Strength and Conditioning uh, Education. Just one last thing, if you want to keep in touch with everything that's going on the podcast, follow me on Twitter at PaceyPerform. You can also jump over to PaceyPerformance.co.uk and check out all previous episodes of the podcast on there. And here is the chat with Rob Taylor. Hi guys, welcome to the Pacey Performance Podcast. Really excited uh, today to get Rob Taylor from Smarter Team Training on the line. So welcome, Rob. Thanks, Rob, man. I appreciate you getting the opportunity to uh, speak and, and talk with you, man. It's uh, even just a little bit of the conversation beforehand. I'm pretty pumped about getting a chance to uh, hear what we got going on today. Cool. Let's do it. 
So just before we get into the, the chat, do you want to tell the listeners uh, your story? So your background, your education and what you're currently doing? Uh, yeah, I have no problem doing that. Uh, I'm, I'm very lucky to have a pretty unique background in this field. Uh, I've gone to undergrad and in in grad school in this field. I've had an opportunity to work in the college uh, pro international level. Um, I currently run a, a business called SmarterTeamTraining.com where we train people. We, uh, we actually provide a lot of education around the country. Um, we go in and do professional development. We also share a similar situation with podcasts and, and uh, the quotes and the, and the positive, uh, you know, ed- coaches education through different social media means. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're very fortunate to have a very broad uh, scope as far as the impact that we can possibly make on, on the field. And uh, I think it's, um, it's, it's kind of refreshing on my end. And to be honest with you, a lot of the, a lot of positive coaching stuff that we share or the, the quotes or those types of things, um, I actually post them more so about what motivates me rather than, uh, you know, what motivates others. And I use it as a way to just keep me on track and be able to look at uh, something as a resource on a daily basis for uh, just something we're going to talk about with the teams or just to keep us kind of fresh as far as what's going on and, and uh, uh, just keep our minds, you know, staying positive and really trying to help help create an impact on others. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. So just talk to us a little bit more about uh, Smarter Team Training and how you, how you made that transition from, like you mentioned, college, um, the college setup and the, and the professional setup. Yeah, actually, I was in the in the college setting for quite a long time, and we actually developed a, a, a community project. And every year, I try to do something to give back to the community, to the field, that that type of thing. I, I take it as a personal uh, goal, as a personal challenge to do something to give back. Uh, we, we're many, many, many of us are are very lucky to do some incredible things here in the field, and uh, without the help of others. Uh, I don't think we'd ever be where we are at the moment. So I really try to make it a point to give back. And uh, one of the things I was doing at the time was actually creating a, uh, a conference. And every July, uh, I would open my books to everything that we were doing from, uh, like we talked, we discussed before the show, lacrosse to basketball to soccer to uh, heart rate training. At the time, I, I was I, I think it's hilarious because some of these uh, organizations are going back and saying that the, that the heart rate training is cutting edge. We were doing that 12 years ago, <laughs> and I was on the board with Polar and then Zephyr, and then that's now become the E39 or the the uh, Under Armour um, system, and and being involved with several other technology companies like crazy. And and to to name one and forget one, I, I would feel bad. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, go to the website and you can see a bunch of things, or email me and I'll tell you what we're doing. Um, but it, but it just morphed itself into a pretty large animal. I mean, we had 400 people attending, two presenters at a time, and uh, you know 21 speakers, I believe, in two days. It, it was just a lot of fun. And, and my supervisor uh, at Loyola actually said, "Why don't you create a business so we can treat this as like a camp, and then make sure that we're treating all the coaches very similarly." We had to, we had to have uh, insurances, and if anyone's done an event like that at a college level, there's some other things you have to do. And um, so with with his blessing and the athletic department's blessing, obviously with the AD's blessing. Um, we, we sat down and, uh, to give you the honest, true answer of it, it was, it was a Thursday. I had that meeting <clears throat> Friday. I went through all the things that I wanted to do, uh, as far as, you know, the impact that I wanted to make and, and the list of what we were doing was probably three or four lines. And what I wanted to do was probably four or five pages. And I still have those pages here in the office, uh, just to try to see if I can ever reach those goals. And they were, trust me, they were pretty lofty. And uh, Saturday morning was was game day, and uh, every, if anyone knows about game day, you get or get up early and you're, you're excited to go. And at the time, I had uh, the women's soccer assistant coach. Uh, we were roommates, and and she was sitting laying in her room, and I was laying in my room. We we're kind of getting up, getting ready. She was ready to go to practice. She gets up and does the whole, "Hey, good morning, coach. Uh, 
you know, good luck. Have a, have a great game today, man. You know, and I'm sitting there going, hey, I need a hand. What do you think about uh, creating a business? And what would you call it? What would you call what I do? And we went through this back and forth, and, and she came up with the word or the acronym SMART. And uh, we were missing a couple things we thought, especially the education component. And to keep a long story short kind of thing, she just walked in the, into the hallway as, as if she was going to, you know, get ready to go to the, get, get breakfast. And she just goes, it's smarter team training, speed, movement, agility, reaction, technology, education, resistance. Let's go to breakfast. <laughs> and, that, and that's literally how it started. And uh, we looked up the website on Monday. Uh, I met with the lawyer to get the LLC and that type of thing set up on Tuesday. And, and literally in five days, uh, smarter team training uh, had a website and everything else. So, uh, so we see what it's morphed into now, though, and, and grown into and, and developed. Uh, it's just a lot of it's really cool to see that you, you took, um, you know, someone kind of. Uh, Challenged me, and uh, trust me, I've challenged others along the way here to make it what it is, and it's been a lot of fun. And I would suggest that anybody that gets an opportunity to do it uh, to create their own business uh, to definitely go do that. Mm. No, it sounds it sounds awesome. I've been on the site, and there's there's so much going on. Um, sounds like it looks like you're doing some awesome things. Um, but just let's take the uh, let's take the first S. So the the speed the speed um, principle. Do you just want to give us a little bit of a breakdown on you know, why do you think that's important and the kind of methods you go and use with athletes to, to, to get the most of them with regards to speed? Yeah. I mean, for the speed aspect, uh, I think that's one of the things that people come in and ask is, uh, I mean, if anyone's been in this field, people want speed, need speed. It's the Holy grail. It's the Holy yeah, grail. I mean, regardless of how fast you are, they're always going to ask you for more speed. If you are if someone who is quote unquote slow, they're going to say, how can we get faster? If I was only faster, I would get looked at. Um, I mean, but, Needless to say, I mean, depending on where you are in this you know, recruiting spectrum or working with young athletes or older athletes or trying to prolong someone's career, uh, we can all get better. And I think we got to stop looking at you know, a certain number. Uh, we have an unbelievable opportunity with uh, this fu- the fusion sport technology that we use to measure and time people and evaluate. Uh, if anyone knows what that, if you'll go to fusionsport.com, and I'm not just trying to plug stuff, but if you're not familiar with the technology, it, we have an incredible uh, resource with the, the jump mats and the timing gates and some of the other tools that we have here that are very, very unique. Um, it just gives us a huge opportunity to evaluate. And then from there, we actually go in through running mechanics and speed development stuff and uh, just exposing people to the strength side of things or even why you're cutting or what's the footwork or even even uh, one, one big thing I, I think that limits speed as far as game speed go is, uh, is why are you doing something? Like what, what are we trying to do in this particular route if you want to call it that or why are we in this position and how should we have our body set up uh, i think a lot of times people want to talk about linear speed like the 40 time uh, or even lateral speed with the pro agility the, the the three cone l drill that type of thing with the combine season here uh, you know right on top of us basically uh, but if you start asking the players while they're going through practice hey why would you be set up in this particular position your this this body position so that we can continue to play i mean what, what are you trying to do here you might be shocked. I mean, look at game film and watch how unready or unathletic, uh, the, the non-athletic position, we call it, uh, that people are in because they don't know what they're going to do. Now, you've worked all this time on strengthening, on, on, on mechanics, um, and then the, the individual doesn't even know what they're doing uh, on game day. So I don't know if you can really you know, use what you're trying to work on to the best of your ability, and, and that kind of frustrates me at times. Because uh, I think we need to become better coaches instead of just running people through plays. Actually, have people understand why they're doing something, and and also understand and appreciate the concept of of the game and, and the the uh, offense or defense they're trying to run. So, so how do you 
how are you trying to maximise that transfer from what you do in your facility onto the pitch or court or where, wherever you are? Video. Okay. We do a, we do a ton. If we're going to talk about how we transfer it, uh, we do a lot of video lessons, a lot of video feedback, uh, a lot of the things that uh, we don't share through our website or social media means from the the in-house type stuff. And and if anybody comes in town, I, I have no problem opening the doors and showing people what we do and, and how we do it differently. Uh, most people are uh, – I, I suppose you can say – Everyone that comes into town is completely shocked what we do with the youth program uh, from the video breakdowns. Uh, I mean, from a basketball standpoint, we're using crossover. Uh, from, from a basketball lacrosse standpoint, we use crossover. From a football standpoint, we normally use huddle uh, just because those are kind of two technologies that are built into the, 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 the sport, if you want to call it that at the time. Uh, we can also do some things with the, both of those resources of pulling highlight videos out. I mean, we also do a lot of stuff with the, the psychological component of athletics where we're always trying to make sure that the individuals are seeing positive feedback. Uh, we don't do a lot of um, – uh, we try to encourage our coaches especially to not do a lot of negative film coaching. And what I mean by that is a lot of times right after a game is not the right time to give negative feedback. Hey, hey Jimmy or Johnny or, or Lisa, you should have done this. More than likely the player knows what they did wrong. What happens if we just start encouraging them to do the things that we want to see and actually show them things that we want to – uh, encourage. I think you get a lot more done if you, if you really try to show people what you're looking for in the program or looking for out of them. And uh, you, I think people are just shocked at how much better people get when you reward what you want to see. Mm-hmm. So you using uh, s- certain video software in the weight room or on the track uh, rather than actually in competition? Yeah, in the in the weight room uh, currently we're using uh, Elite Form. Uh, okay. That's that's one thing from the from the weight room side of things. We're we're actually going to have it installed next week, and uh, th- those guys, Skip Cronin and, and that crew, have done an incredible job of trying to uh, integrate some of the things that we're doing. that's fairly unique into their systems, and uh, I'm looking forward to just growing that from a technology standpoint. Um, we also are a big fan of, of recording stuff. I mean, I have a I have a uh, intern staff. Uh, and we run our internship programs probably way different than anybody else in the, in the country or the world. And I'm very comfortable saying that uh, we have an intern staff that just designed that's just uh, an intern experience. It's just, just designed to recording stuff and they edit stuff. And so they're before the workouts over, the, the, the individuals are getting pictures and video feedback uh, almost instantly. I mean, within before they're done stretching. And it, uh, it's really cool to be able to give people an, uh, you know, an opportunity to see uh, how they're doing things well or how they're progressing, whether it's the squat movement pattern or a push-up, uh, you know, even simple things that we can all get better at. Um, from the speed span standpoint, one thing I forgot to say is uh, we go through all these as, as sport professionals, and I'm going to probably make somebody mad, and, and I really don't care, to be very fair with anybody. Um, <laughs> as long as he's not me, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, we go through all these running mechanic drills and high knees and buck kicks and all this other stuff. And then we ask an athlete to go out on the field and, and run with a football or, or dribble a basketball or kick a soccer ball or run with a cross stick in their hand uh, or with a glove on or, you know, all these other things. When, when you, people start trying to really dissect, if you want to call it that, running mechanics and they're looking at just a, a track start or a 40 start or a 60 start, um, but they're not really paying attention to what the sport does. I mean, uh, I've had conversation with some of the best speed guys, if we want to call that, in the country, and not one of them has ever brought up the concept of what to do when you got uh, two defenders hacking your elbow because you're you're running to save your life down the lacrosse field, and uh, you know how, what do you do then? 
you know, uh, and they look at you like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, that's the real life world I live in. I, I don't really work with too many track athletes that just run from point A to point B. Most of the guys I work with are young ladies or whatever else either have a helmet on uh, and a mouthpiece in and, or they're dribbling a basketball or kicking a ball or, or they're doing that traditional athletic uh, that we do here in America, I guess you want to say. And, and uh, I'm always curious to know how, what we do there. I mean, how do you make that person better as far as the fundamentals and, and, the, and your, your speed rules, if you want to call it that? So you modify them speed rules with regards to like a lacrosse player, for instance, doing things with the stick, with the helmet. So they're used to doing that for in competition. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff where we're trying to to uh, we wear we wear equipment when we do equipment when we do conditioning. Okay, uh, th- those types of things. Uh, I mean, one you and I talked about if you come over here to the states and we talk about lacrosse stuff, uh, we'll do lacrosse stuff with even the ball in their stick. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. realistically, if you're doing agilities and you're not really protecting your stick. Are you really getting better at being agile in the game? I don't know. I mean, if the ball's hitting the ground, you've got to be really, really fit to play defense for 60 minutes. If you think you're going to win with the ball on the ground, you're crazy in the lacrosse world. So, to, I mean, people come and watch us do, uh, uh, you know, three-cone, six-cone agilities, four-cone agilities, you know, speed ladders, hurdles, uh, assisted running, all that stuff. And the fun- funny part is they don't even realize the girls have a, a ball in their stick. I mean, because the ball doesn't hit the ground. They're so used to being able to do a different task and being able to not even think. It's, it's, an, it's an almost an unconscious thought that the ball is still in, you know, being cradled while they're doing all those tasks. And at the end of the session, they put it down and they get ready to go get something to drink. And people are like, holy crap, the whole team has had a ball in their stick. You know, I mean, they're, they're just shocked. And we're like, yeah, we did forward rolls. We rolled over to the side. I mean, what happens if you got tripped? I mean, the most important thing is the ball. So you either got to get it to a teammate who's got to run, who's going to have somebody attacking them. Um, so some of the things we do might be you know non-traditional, uh, but I'll, I'll let our success you know go from there. If someone wants to read the bio, I'd, I'd love to talk about anybody that wants to talk about that type of, type of stuff. <laughs> so you've done. Um, you mentioned soccer or football, whatever you know what to call it. Yeah. Um, so how would you incorporate? I mean, you obviously haven't got a stick or a helmet to put on, but how would you make that specific for for football or soccer? Soccer coaches are, are 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 fun to work with, and I I enjoy working with soccer coaches. I mean, I have a you know I played soccer growing up, and and uh, had an opportunity to be around it for a very long time in college, and even in the pros and that type of stuff with working with different teams. Um, even just adding touches to the end of let's just use a, a a standard speed ladder because that's what all strength condition coaches use at some point in one and another, and and we call it creative and and. Uh, uh, cutting edge. I don't even know what that means anymore because that, that term has been completely blown up. But even at the end of, let's say, hurdles or sprints, can it just be something that a coach, even you know, thigh to chest, so they go from the, the thigh and they're trying to get it back to the coach's chest or inside foot back to the chest, and you start developing a little bit of that relationship between the coach and the player, and the coach's job, the sport coach's job, can be just to be, to be an energy giver. I mean, they don't have to do an, anything more than just you know, really be a positive – person and, and coach up, uh, Hey man, how you doing today? Jimmy doing a great job, man. Keep pushing yourself. Uh, you know, just be, and also challenge you with being to having uh, powerful words. I'm, I'm kind of tired of hearing this, the whole concept of, um, good job, a uh, good job at what <laughs> I mean, can't we explain a little bit more about what we're doing well with our kids. Um, I, I, we can talk about a whole conversation about powerful words and how we motivate people uh, as well. But that's one thing that we really harp on here is just how we communicate with our individuals. And I think that's something else we need to practice. Uh, in, this, in the soccer community, uh, I think there's so many cool tests and, and evaluations and uh, 
Heck, we even do a thing that's called a simulated game. We'll take uh, an overlay, actually, technology onto where someone ran on the pitch. And that's in America, that's called a field. In in, in England, they call it a pitch. Um, or everywhere else out of the the America, I guess they call it a pitch. To be honest. Um, <laughs> And we actually track the, the most common running patterns that an individual does. Then we actually take out the walking patterns and then we monitor the jog and the sprints. And we turn that into a conditioning session. So all throughout the summer, getting ready for their um, uh, you know, fall season in, in America, we have the, the soccer is you know, basically a, a fall sport for us. Um, we're actually replicating the highest effort level of any game that they participated in uh, over the course of their last season. So an outfielder, uh, you know, an outside midfielder that is practicing overload, uh, overlapping runs of a forward, or even better yet, a, a backside uh, defender is overlapping not only a midfielder, but they're actually practicing getting into the corner or getting into the box and making those longer runs in, let's say, a seven, nine, ten-minute workout, a very high-effort, sprint, relaxed type uh, of personality, uh, and which I think correlates much better to doing end-line-to-end-line sprints or the, the repeat 110s or – uh, you know, what's your 40? I mean, you're preparing them for a game uh, that that is 90 minutes long that requires many different stamina and, and energy system requirements. Uh, why are we just, you know, doing just one? I mean, you can do a short sprint and then a long sprint. It's fine. The body will adapt. It's an incredible machine. Mm. You mentioned it a little bit ago about, um, about the conditioning. Obviously, you did just then as well. Um, so you've got your athletes go a couple, hours, a couple of hours a day. How are you, I mean, when we had a little chat beforehand, you mentioned the recovery methods you've got down at your facility, but how are you promoting good decisions uh, in the 22, 23 hours that they're not with you or in your facility? Yeah, this is a great conversation, and I wish we could talk about the whole show about this because I will. I, I love this conversation. Uh, recovery, I think, is one gigantic thing and, and uh, one much bigger piece of the pie than actually the, the magic strength programs that we all have, the creative bench press programs that are going to you know, obviously save lives because some people get that uh, uh, like emotionally connected to their program. Uh, it, it makes me laugh. I mean, as long as you're putting stress on a muscle, the muscle is going to get stronger. It can only do two things, grow and die. I mean, it, you have to push the muscle to a point where, where it's extremely uncomfortable to get it to grow. But beyond that, you have to eat, sleep, and hydrate. And if those individuals are, are not doing that well, I don't care what kind of magic program you have going on, you're in trouble. And one of the things that we talk about with our young athletes and then obviously with our older athletes, but our, even our youth model is the one hour you get a chance to come in and train with us now in the private sector and, and they come in two to three times a week. And if they're not doing anything you know, athletically, I mean, they might come in four days a week depending on uh, what kind of you know, financials or, or schedules or uh, ability for people to come in, that type of thing. But generally speaking, they're coming in twice a week. If you think that one hour or two hours a week is impacting the rest of your week or the rest of your day, you you have a, a wrong uh, you have, you have the wrong concept in your head. How if you're going to come in every 72 hours to work out, the, the the 71 hours is much more important than the one. If you're not getting seven to nine hours of sleep, if you're not hydrating well, if if uh, if ice cream is your first go-to uh, macronutrient, because most of them don't even know what a macronutrient is, so we're just going to call food groups or, or food labels macro uh, nutrient type categories. Uh, if Oreos is in your macronutrients category, we're in trouble. Um, you know, those are th- those are conversations you need to have with people instead of trying to sell this. Oh, we have a magic formula. I'm I'm very lucky to have unbelievable equipment and and custom pieces and one of a kind pieces in the world that we get a chance to use and, and train on and motivate others. 
but it's to motivate them to make good good choices when they leave us so that when they come back and we evaluate them again because the way I approach it is each time they come in, it's a test. And it's a test not necessarily what you did last time when you came to work out. It's a test on what you did the last 71 hours because if you do sleep well, hydrate well, and then consume adequate nutrition and, and do that very well, you're going to get stronger. You're going to get leaner. Uh, you're going to enjoy uh, life a little better. I mean, you're going to feel better about living. Um, and you'll be able to take on more challenges. No, I totally agree with everything you just said. But how, how, do, you, how do you go about it? So with your, for instance, your younger athletes that you work with, I don't know what the minimum age is that you work with. How do you get that information across? How do you get that education across to them guys? The, the actual act education, we do it from several different ways. And I think it's uh, a cool approach where we will, we use social media in, in several different ways. And a lot of people say that and they kind of, I'm sure some listener just shrugged their shoulders and like, ah, yeah, he's going to tell something about Twitter. Congratulations. Yes. You have to be on Twitter. You have to be on Facebook. You have to be anywhere they are. I mean, Instagram, we just started up and, uh, it, it's crazy to see how much feedback these younger, younger athletes. Now I'm talking about the 11, the 12, the 13, the, up to the 17, 18 year old kids, uh, even the, even the college kids that are, are pretty connected on the internet, uh, are really engaged in that aspect of it. Uh, we'll send uh, weekly emails to either the parents that are CC'd on, uh, the, the email when they're younger than 18. Uh, we definitely communicate that way, obviously using the blog and some of the other technology resources. But one thing we do in the morning that most people don't get a chance to know, and, and I challenge people to do this, anybody that you get a chance to work with on that in that day, we send a morning mindset message. It could be about leadership. It could be about being a good person. It could be about loving somebody else. It could be about paying it forward. It could be about nutrition tips or eating well or just something that's going on in life that they might just uh, – you know, the, the, the I believe in you concept that we need to hear more often, uh, you know, you, you are a great person, you know, th those types of mindset messages that go a long way. I mean, if there's a, if there's a personal trainer that's sitting here listening to this right now, and, and I'm sure there's plenty of them out there saying, man, I wish I made more money or why am I not training anybody right now? And uh, what are you doing different? Why don't you challenge yourself for a second and look at yourself and question what you can do to inspire greatness in others. Make sure that you are worth more than you cost. And then you will never be out of a job. As soon as you start being, you start, as soon as you cost more than you're worth, you're not going to have the schedule you want. You're not going to have the luxuries in this field that you that you set out to do. Uh, I'm sure everyone has lofty expectations when they get in this field, uh, but you got to do things that separate you from others. And I think those are great ways of doing that. When you have quote unquote downtime, or there's other resources that you can schedule stuff on on social media, or or just pick up the, a phone, or write an email, or shoot a text. I mean, it's not hard to inspire uh, or just show that you care um, to the people you work with. I mean, why not? I, I totally agree. Again, I totally agree. I don't think it's it's definitely not um, a strength and conditioning or a coach or that's that's everyone, whatever field you're in, whether you're a builder, um, you're a S and C coach, whatever you may be. All that applies to all that applies to them. Uh, can I can I add to that a little bit? Kosh can go. You for don't it. Mind the, my my. My statement, I get a again, I, I'm very lucky to get a chance to go around and, and listen to incredible uh, strength and conditioning coaches, performance coaches, uh, sport coaches, that type of thing. And, and one thing I think that gets in our field, the, the more degrees you get or, or those types of things, the more you want to use like um, larger vocabulary to, to prove <laughs> your intelligence or your intellect. Yeah. Remember who you're talking to. If you're talking to someone who's nine years old, do you think they understand the concept of biomechanics? Probably not. So your mind works in pictures. Why wouldn't you use powerful words that paint a picture 
of what you want to see. And when, let's talk about running mechanics. If I take a, uh, if I take a, your hands and put them out in front of you, like you're holding a, a pizza pie, a, a American or Italian pizza, if you want to call it that, and then turn the pizza on its side so it goes from your nose to your belly button, and I put pizza sauce on both, both sides. Anytime you come across that line, aren't you getting pizza sauce on your hands so you're, you're making a mess? Let's take that same pizza pie and put it on the outside of your arms, let's say outside of your shoulder. So if your elbow comes away from your body, your elbow then is rubbing against that pizza pie. Again, you're making a mess. So when someone runs and they're doing that stuff, you can yell, hey, check out the pizzas, man. You're making a mess. <laughs> you know, but visually, they can, you know, don't lie to me. You just, made a, you just had a visual of pizza pie being all over your hands, your elbows. You're making a, le a legitimate visual mess, right? In yeah. your head, they can process that. And it's something you can connect with, with people. Hey, man, how are your pizzas doing? And it, it's something they laugh at. But they, here's another one. We talk about uh, when we do our jumping mechanics. Elbows at 90, hands and shoulders relaxed. Make sure your elbow's going back behind your body, making sure you have a triangle so when we take a picture from the side, we can see all the way through, okay? Those things, eh, great. I mean, those are cool kind of concepts. How about drive your elbow back so hard you, you can break my nose? Tell an 11-year-old that you want them to remember one thing when, you, when they're doing jumping and running mechanics. I want you to break my nose every time you sprint. You know what they're going to remember next time they come and see you? That's the, I want to break your nose. It's, it's incredibly, I don't care if it's guys or girls, they're going to remember that. The other thing is that triangle, when you drive that elbow back, we talk about the, we talk about the concept of making money. And the bigger that hole is, the more money I can stick in there, man. You tell me how good you want to be. You want me just to insert a little bit in your bank account or you want me to put a whole lot? Again, it's a visual that they can see someone actually putting money in between their elbow and their back and trying to put in that triangle. You know, use, use words and, and things that create visual pictures, and you'll be surprised at how many, how much people can retain. Mm, that sounds awesome. It just interests me, just just thinking about what you just said, um, and going back to your interns. So, what what kind of thing do you look from your interns? What kind of characteristics are you looking for to allow them to be able to implement what you've just said? So, for instance, I could, I've been teaching in primary schools with young kids, and you have to do that. You have to you have to make things fun. It can't just be. I'm not talking to a, a 25 year old who's been to university and got a master's degree. You've got to relate to them. So, what are you looking for? Your, are you looking for that from your interns? What kind of background are you are you wanting from them to be able to say them kind of things and not think I've got to prove myself because I've got a master's degree? One thing we do that's uh, very unique in our internship experience, on day one, I sign all our paperwork that they got an A-plus in all their hours. Mm -hmm. On day one, I've signed off on all of that because if they're thinking about their grade or the number amount and the amount of hours they got to get, they're not really going to be able to embrace or, or put their full effort, in my opinion, into the experience. Uh, the part of, we, we, don't have, we don't have losers in our program. We have winners and learners. And you got to constantly be willing to learn to get better. And I think too many people are trying to judge what's good and bad, uh, but you got to be able to put them in a situation where they understand where they're going. How many internship programs do you know of that have uh, probably a 75-page manual, uh, a breakdown of what people are supposed to be doing every day, every week, and then every month? I mean, go around and ask anybody that's been on the show or, or just shoot an email to people who are running internship programs and ask to see their internship manual. Is there something that they're doing to educate? Is there something they're doing to inspire? Now, I'll tell you what we do on our end is I give them a manual. We lay out everything that they can be doing during their downtime. 
And then I make sure that they have very little to no downtime because if anybody <laughs> that works in this field uh, knows that you don't have enough time in the day. I mean, we wish we had 27, 28 hours because we just can't get everything done uh, because we're getting pulled from training to interviews to whatever else going on in, in this field. You got to make time for things that are important to you. And if you got to find a way to get in a car and listen to an audio interview, uh, these resources are great. And I'll even get, go as far as saying if, you, if you're listening to us on iTunes or iHeartRadio or, or wherever else uh, Mr. Pacey here has this thing posted, uh, make sure you're rating this and leaving a review because it helps elder coaches get an opportunity to, to use this as a resource and learn from it, whether it's on YouTube or whatever. Uh, I mean, do, do your due diligence and support those people that are trying to give back. Uh, but from our internship experience, uh, we, we do a lot of in-house education. The individuals get a chance to learn by jumping in the fire at times. Uh, at all, they also get a chance to come to combines and events and, and all the other things that we do. It's, it's a very unique uh, opportunity to see what we do in-house. And, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes it's not comfortable for people. Uh, we push. Uh, I, I don't, you know, we, we have a, a motto, we don't come in second. Uh, we don't want more, we want better. Uh, I mean, we, we spent a lot of hours. I mean, again, it's in America here. We've been up since 5.30 a.m. I had to do an interview with Australia on, that I had to type up to get over to her. And then I got on the phone with you. And we have training until 9 p.m. And that's just a standard Tuesday. It, it's, not, it's nothing that's out of the norm for us. So in this field, you just got to push and be willing to do more. I think these kids that are coming out of uh, college or, or the undergrads in, in environment, if I'm, if I'm talking toward, to them at the moment – I don't think they realize how much work and effort goes into being involved in this field, regardless of the level. Uh, if you're in the pro level, the international level, the, the, the private sector, the college uh, experiences, uh, you got to be willing to work unbelievably hard. You got to be willing to be committed to a, a passionate, a positive energy type scenario uh, on a daily basis. And, and there's going to be days where you're going to get punched in the face and you got to stand back up and, and dust yourself off and go back at it again. Uh, but realize that you're got uh, uh, got to enjoy being a process of always being a process uh, to, to improve. Um, you're constantly looking for ways to make yourself better than the guy next to you or the, the young lady next to you. But also you got to be willing to lift others up. I mean, you got to really uh, en enjoy uh, inspiring greatness in, in, in others. And if you don't, if you're not doing that, um, I, I think you're really limiting the growth of this field. Uh -huh. And if you, if you do get into it, like, I mean, you, you took your example there. I've been up at half past five. I, I'm a similar thing. I've up quarter past six. I've done three hours university work, sorting out podcast guests and on the, on the phone with you, off to work. And then I've got a meeting this evening with a guy that's sorting out my website at nine o'clock at night. So, but, but I wouldn't change it for the world because it's something that you love to do. And that's why we're in this field. But just to wrap up a little bit, I want to just get your... The, big, the biggest influences in your career so far with regards to people that have, um, that have helped you along the way? Yeah, this question I get asked a lot, and uh, I feel like uh, if, I, if I forget one, uh, I forgot them all kind of scenario. Uh -huh. and yeah, so yeah. I'm not really a, a name lister. Uh, again, you can go on our, our radio show or send me an email, and, and I'm a, I'll, 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 I'll put a little twist on your question here. Go for it. What's the most um, – most important tool in your weight room or your facility, and, and not, not that you need to give me an answer there, but most people are going to say like a, their, their bar or their, their favorite piece of equipment or – and I'm going to challenge you and say no. I'm going to say that it's probably your cell phone. It's the, the amount of networking that you can do within, in, in, within our field. With even outside of our field, why not pick up a book that doesn't even talk about anything related to strength and conditioning? Here, here uh, I'll, I'll challenge people with this. 
most of the education that, that, that the standard strength and conditioning coach, the personal trainer, the athletic trainer, the physical therapist uh, has, has received, whether it's your traditional uh, undergrad, graduate educational experience, uh, or even going to get organi- uh, you know, certifications through different organizations, not one of them have talked about marketing. Not one of them has talked about how you make a dollar. Uh, they, some of them don't even recognize uh, conversations like that for continuing education units uh, so you can become recertified. Why are we not learning how to monopolize or uh, to generate funding for what we enjoy and love? I mean, aren't aren't we worth something? So shouldn't we be teaching each other what has worked for one another from the marketing side of things or from the the program designs to make sure that we know what time to start it for after-school programs? I mean, some of those things have extensive value, and the only way you learn it is by picking up the phone and talking to people that it's been successful for. Again, I came from the college, international, and, and the um, professional level, and, and I'm trying to learn how to do a lot of different things that we did there and how we can bring them into the private sector. Uh, even just understanding what time kids get out of school or what days they have off. Uh, I mean, when I was in the college sector, we didn't have that. I, I literally got up every morning at 4.30 a.m. I was in the office at 5 a.m., uh, 5.15 a.m. First workout was at 5.30 and the kids came in when they were supposed to. I didn't have to pursue teams or follow up with emails or whatever else. I knew what time they were coming in. They had a structure to be there. In the private sector, it's very different. You have to talk to different coaches. You have to sell yourself. You have to explain what you're doing that's different than others. Uh, you got to help individuals reach goals. You got to follow up with emails. I mean, uh, there's a lot of things there that uh, our field does not do a very good job of preparing people for. And uh, you know, some people don't even understand the body. Uh, and I think there's more questions out there than we actually have answers. So we are already behind the eight ball. I mean, heck, as a field, as a field, we could ask a hundred people what their definition of the word strength is. And we'll have a hundred different answers. Yet we all have an argument about what, what strength program is better. I mean, I, I just think we, we are a, a sad group as, as a whole when we can't even agree on what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, what's fit? I mean, what, is, what does that even mean? What are we, are we fit? How do you explain that? What's fast? Again, we, did, we had that little conversation in the beginning. What's, what is fast? Is that a 40? Is it uh, a breakaway speed on, on a, on a basketball court? I mean, you, you, I mean, we can't agree on how we even define some of the things. And then what we do is we come up with these creative, uh, you know, muscle endurance and, and uh, strength speed and all do you, do you think the body has any clue what uh, we're doing six reps today. So we got to, we got to bulk up, but seven reps, we're doing endurance stuff. So that's way too much. I mean, come on guys. I mean, and, I mean, people in this field, let's think, uh, stop, stop being comfortable with the norm and, and start challenging people that have been telling us that for years. Just ask a lot of effort out of people, uh, you know, require that people have an incredible amount of discipline that they, that they have a positive attitude, that they're physically and mentally tough. And, and you don't have to pay, pay, take people through insane uh, fitness challenges to find out how mentally tough it is. Ask your kids uh, just to make their bed. I mean, anybody who wakes up in the morning should be making their bed, uh, and you should be waking yourself up. Not not mom and dad coming in and trying to shake the bed, and and you have a, an argument with them to start the day. That's not how anybody should start any of one of their days. Uh, one of the things we do with the youth program, they have to make their bed and send me a picture of it, and and make sure mom has a thumb up in the in the picture. Uh, that's just something. If you're going to be disciplined all day, it has to start in the morning. And the, and the fourth part of that is just be willing to give a lot of effort, discipline, attitude, toughness, and effort. If you do those four things, you can win on any date on the calendar. That's awesome. That's great. So where can people keep in touch with you, Rob, 
um, website, social media, obviously the podcast. Yeah, I'm very lucky to have a lot of uh, – <laughs> I share a lot of things on social media. And if anybody goes on there, I'm not posting what I, I had for breakfast this morning. I'm, I'm, and I'm not running around with a shirt off. I mean, again, challenge our field to become better. If people have their shirt off and stuff, I just delete them. <laughs> I, I mean – this is a joke. I, I just think we don't hold ourselves to a professional standard that is appropriate uh, in any other field. So if you are that person and you, do, and you do follow me and you do have your shirt off, uh, I'm going to block you. I'm just going to be very <laughs> fair with everybody. I just uh, I don't care if it's Facebook. I don't care if it's Twitter. I don't care if it's Instagram. I don't care what it is. Uh, raise your level of expectation of those around you. Uh, if you want to become a millionaire, the best thing to do is hang out with millionaires. Uh, I want to become uh, great. And I want to help others become great. I want to make a positive impact in this field. And I'm looking for people who want to come with me. Uh, the way you follow me is you go to uh, Twitter at smarter team. If you're on Instagram, smarter team training, we share three or four uh, images a day with a motivational quote and anybody can go on there and check it out. We just started doing it more regularly this year and I'm excited to share the pictures and stuff that we have on there. It's a really cool, uh, it will make it, make you smile, man. You get a chance to see some of the things we do and use and, and meet. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, Facebook is just simply facebook.com or fb.com backslash smarter team training. Uh, anybody can email me. Coach Taylor at Smarter Team Training. Uh, you can go on iTunes and iHeartRadio, and we have like 14 different servers for the radio show now. If you go to sttpodcast.com, uh, that all of the information is there. Again, like I said before, uh, anytime you get a chance to rate it or write a review for us, hopefully it's positive. And, and uh, we have over 230 shows, I think, now that are live or scheduled. Um, it, it's an incredible resource for, and, and with unbelievable people on there. And then obviously the website with smarterteamtraining.com. And there is so much information on, on things that we do or, or how we share uh, workouts or that type of thing or, or whatever. Um, it, it's just become a really cool resource that we're trying to grow and, and – uh, like you said earlier, having a conversation with web guys, I'm learning so much about the web side of things and, and the presence on a daily basis. Uh, again, I think it's something that'd be great to learn more from our traditional education and our certification companies uh, or organizations that represent us. We're members of them and therefore they represent us. Uh, I think they've got to be doing a better job of trying to help us become better and improve the resources that uh, are at our disposal as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, you'll be the same. I've learned uh – Website design, a little bit of marketing, how to obviously uh, edit media, edit audio. It's been it's been awesome. And I bet but, you've loved every second. I bet yeah, you've of course I have. Just yeah, as much love doing this and learning this aspect of feeling and sharing your passion in a non-traditional sense because I compliment you, man. Not too many people are taking this out there because you put yourself out there when you do things like this. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that. They want to they judge you for trying to just try something new and share your passion. I'll challenge anybody. I'll, I'll even tell you how to do a podcast of your own. Send me an email. If you're listening to the show, send me an email, and I'll even tell you how to set it up for free. I won't even charge you. I'll give you the steps. I'll, tell, <laughs> I, I'll promise you. I'll bet you that if I get 100 emails, not even one person follows through, through with it to get to 50 episodes. Yeah. Well, I, I've, uh, I've had numerous conversations with – well, I've had a couple of conversations with quite a few people about, oh, I've been thinking about setting up my own, and that's been – Obviously, I've not, I've not heard of it since, so I'm guessing they didn't do it. So, yeah, don't it, talk about it. Be about it. Yeah, I mean, At some point, you got to step up to the plate and, and separate yourselves from the others. Yeah. Uh, greatness isn't achieved on, 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 uh, on the easy path, man. It, the hard work is the only work. you yeah. got to really be willing to grind and, and make yourself better. For sure. Totally agree. Well, 
it's been 40 minutes. I've kept you 40 minutes, Rob, and I will uh, I'll let you go. But I'd just like to thank you for your time and your enthusiasm, your energy, because I'm going to work now and I'm buzzing. So I uh, really appreciate that. I appreciate you, man. The, uh, it's an opportunity that's, uh, that's uh, an honor and a privilege on my end. It's uh, to get an opportunity to share my passion and, and uh, hopefully make an impact on one person every single day is, uh, is an, an incredible challenge on my end. And uh, hopefully this resource is just another way. Again, if anyone's listening to this show, uh, help Rob out, rate his stuff share his stuff and uh, extend his passion to others. Really appreciate that. And I'm hoping to see you in a couple of weeks because I'll sort that out. I look forward to it, man. If you're in this area or for anybody that's listening to the show, if you're coming into the Baltimore area and you're not looking me up, I'm going to take offense to that. (laughs) All right, mate. Thank you very much. Have a great day, man. Thank you very much. See you, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out episode 26 of the Pacing Performance Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Rob. I know I'll be bouncing around for the next couple of days with Rob's energy. Uh, I've been living off that for a while now. Uh, Don't forget to check out the Meeting of the Minds, which is the online conference through Strength and Conditioning Education, and that's the 25th to 29th of March. I've put a link on paceyperformance.co.uk, so click on that to find more info uh, and get involved. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at paceyperform uh, and check out paceyperformance.co.uk to see previous episodes. And I'll see you in episode 27.